Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Hello, hello, and welcome, or welcome back to the Video Game Lounge Podcast, where we aren't here to talk notes and news, we're here to play games and drink brews. Just in case this is your first episode, or you just have a hard time remembering three middle-aged white dudes' names, I'm your host, Drizzle, and along with me in the geriatric ward are my two co-hosts, uh, Chaz, John, Chaz and John. I think I think it's C-Has. Yes, thank you. C has. We have C has here and Joe on. Oh God, they're getting seen out already. <laughs> Let's not get too crazy, okay? Before we jump into this episode, I just want to give a shout out to Creative Brain Candy for putting us in this nice home, and for one of their most amazing other podcasts, Spoiler They Die, featuring Cat and Logan. Make sure you give them a listen, prayer to laugh as they talk about all things murder, and uh, you know, spoilers. People die. All right, so just enjoy that. And you have to enjoy them. All right, they're they're our favorite Canadians apart from Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, true, true. Thank you for making me an honorary one, guys. Really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, Kev, where can they find all of these great podcasts? CreativeBrainCandy.com. dot com. Booyah, got them. That's a dot c o m. I'm not sure what <laughs> Canadians have to put in, but uh, they have to do something. John, I would like to ask, we can finally start this episode by doing the traditional, what the hell are you drinking, my man? Uh, well, at the time of this recording, which actually, uh, the day before the time of this recording, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm half the man I used to be. I got snipped. (laughs) Therefore, I am drowning my sorrows in some Svetka right now. Pouring one out for my homies. I wish that you got some, like, of the glass ice cubes that are shaped like testicles. And you could just oh, wow. ploop, ploop, right into your drink. Yeah. And watch them dissolve right in front of you. <laughs> That's exactly how they sound, by the way. It's <laughs> exactly how they sound. Uh, but yet, no, um... No, enjoying some some Svetka, the 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 five time distilled frickin' vodka here. Um, really good. I freaking love this stuff. Um, that's the that's the blue label, yeah. Like the yeah, yeah, blue label. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, vodka is really good. Uh, it's probably my vodka of choice. So, um, yeah. Uh, Andrew, what do you got, man? What's your poison this evening? I'm trying something new. I uh, was wandering around Wine World, one of the fabulous liquor stores near us, and uh, I saw a little six-pack in a bottle of Jack Daniels Blackjack Cola. You know, four and a half percent. It's nothing to write home about, but the taste tastes like a Jack and Coke with a little bit of that amaretto flavor, making it like a black cherry kind of Jack and Coke. It's not too bad. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm almost too down. You had you had me at Jack and Coke. So you said you found this as a six pack. Yeah, nice. And it's a it's a ten ounce. Oh shit! But what's what's in it? Like it's, you said, it's point <laughs> contains <What was> alcohol. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I would hope so. I'm reading uh, the label. What was the alcohol content on that? 4.8. It's not uh, it's not incredibly high, but I mean, it's not bad. Well, I'm just trying to figure out, does it taste like a Jack and Coke? Just in a bottle? Like, just, yeah. You just... Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. So, funny story, like, you guys know how Coke and Pepsi, obviously, they're very competing companies, and whenever, they'll do, like, contracts around the city for, you know, who's going to be distributing their product there, and, like, every few years, say, say Pepsi's the one who's been in this town for a while, Coke's going to come in and underbid them, and then Pepsi will do the same thing a few years down the road. You guys know about that, right? Yeah, I mean, I know briefly about that because for about a month I worked for Canada Dry, which is like the redheaded stepchild. No offense, Kev. No, um, it's fine. Of of the soda companies, don't don't buy Canada Dry. Not because of Canadians. Sorry, Logan, Cat. <laughs> we're not bashing you. It has nothing to do with you. It's just that company in and of itself. At least the branch that I worked at absolutely sucked. Um, well, you were also having problems with. Uh competing organizations sabotaging shipments in locations and whatnot and this is true i may or may not have been um in the back of a walmart somewhere on the eastern shore of maryland witnessing someone from one of these competing companies taking a literal shit <laughs> on the palate of soda <laughs> or should i say in the palate of soda that i was supposed to stock the shelves with and that was the day I quit my job. <laughs> Another one, you also said uh, they had taken a, a two-liter or something and put it upside down in the, the cradle of the pallet so that it just poured out and made everything oh, sticky. Yeah. yeah, they they had like actually popped the seal and put it upside down so that when I lifted the crate to, to put it on my cart to take it out into the floor, the showroom, um, yeah, everything had, had come out. It had like slowly had seeped everywhere it was a pain don't work for canada dry people john come on that that was over a decade ago though <laughs> i'm sure they've sh i'm sure they've cleaned house i hold grudges i hold grudges well the reason why i was asking if you guys knew about this like competing companies selling stuff is because my dad called me like a few months ago he's like son i went to the green turtle which is uh, just a bar that you know is pretty popular in Maryland. Went to Green Turtle, and I ordered a Jack and Coke, and they gave me a Jack and Pepsi. I'm never going there again, son. It's Jack and Coke. That's the name of the drink. It tasted like shit. I'm never going. I was like, Dad, that's it's not their fault. They didn't have Coke. But you would think that they could specify that. Well, they did. That's how he found out. Now, the funny part of the story, like if that's not funny enough, all right. I go to the bartender. I've known this bartender for like, I don't know, 10 years. So I go up to her. Her name's Corley. I'm like, Corley, my dad's got a bone to pick with you. She's like, what? And I was like, he ordered a Jack and Coke and you gave him a Jack and Pepsi. And he flipped his shit. He's like, let me tell you a secret, Kevin. We've been serving Pepsi for like two years now. <laughs> so... My dad has been going to this bar quite some time, <laughs> and he just now, just because they said it was Pepsi, he got all angry and refused to drink it. Meanwhile, this man has been drinking, like, I don't know, gallons of Jack and Pepsi at this Green Turtle establishment. 
<laughs> but he finally figured it out sober, and that was the problem. No, the bartender told him that somebody was like, you know how you specify, you're like, you go if you just go to a regular sit-down restaurant, they're like, what kind of a Coke? Like, is Pepsi okay? That's what happened. Like, everyone else was just like, dad ordered a Jack and Coke, and they are just like, okay. And then they gave him some Jack with some brown liquid in there, and he was like, oh, we're good to go. That's that Jack and Coke I'm used to. That's my dad, everyone. But, uh... I guess I can talk about what I'm drinking. So I'm sticking with the vodka, kind of like John's doing tonight. I'm, I'm drinking Tito's. It's a really good mixed alcohol, uh, mixed vodka, I'm sorry. My father-in-law got me on it, actually. And what I'm mixing it with, funny enough, is a cranberry Canada Dry ginger ale. Wow. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Okay, so... Let's take this back a few years. You remember whenever, uh, John, you and I lived together? Which time? <laughs> in, in, in in the the apartment on Shannon. And uh, with... with uh, yeah, she who shall not be named. And Kevin came over the one time whenever we were playing... Uh, a certain card game. President. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go there. Um, yeah. One of one of the one of the many times that we had played that, and we had Kevin over. You had yours, she. I had my she, and uh, I was always drinking vodka cranberries. Yes, and that was that was my uh, that was my big drink then. You were into like Cruzman rum a lot at that time. Too. Oh, yeah. mostly for the floppy hats. Oh, the 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 fun uh, fun floppy hats. Like I, I felt like I should have been on some beach somewhere. But uh, somewhere, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was really good. Like you get the, I got the raspberry cruising rum with a uh, Coke, and that was really tasty. Or it was either, uh, it was either really cheap ass vodka with cranberry juice, or I, sometimes I did, you know, splurge for the Grey Goose. Mm. I hope you didn't mix Grey Goose. Grey Goose is meant for like it is a terrible mixed vodka. I find. I was uh, 21. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know shit. <laughs> when I was 21, I couldn't afford alcohol. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Big Spender over here. Continue, please. No, I, that's 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 about it. I'm I'm done. Uh, well, I mean, I I guess that does it for the drinking portion of the game. But um, now we can go on to the gaming part of the drinking. John, what the hell are you drinking slash gaming? currently right now oh my gosh well uh again i'll preface this with uh at the time of this recording uh yesterday um we got to see horizon forbidden west footage which is the sequel to one of my favorite games horizon zero dawn and i have a ginormous anticipation for this damn game uh the footage of that game looked incredible uh you can go underwater there's some new gadgets and shit uh, which has given me some Horizon Zero Dawn fever. So while I've been resting up from my procedure on the couch, I've put in probably a good six, seven hours into Horizon Zero Dawn again. Totally caught the fever. Such a fun game to go back and play. Um, loaded up an old uh, game save file, like kind of after some of the story stuff, just hop right back in. And actually very surprising to me that, you know, even after being removed from that game for about two years it's just easy to pick up and play so back in on horizon zero dawn at the time of this recording uh really fun uh and then also um 
We talked about it last episode. I, I wasn't shitting on it completely. I do genuinely like the game overall, but I haven't gotten into Outriders as well. It is a fun game. So, But Andrew, I know you have dipped your toe into the Horizon pool. What do you think, bro? Okay, so you guys have been talking back and forth in chats about the new Horizon footage, and I was I, I, I took off the last couple of days of work because I've frankly I frankly needed a little mental health day. So while I was off, I had nothing to do, and you know I do my regular Genshin Impact and very rarely anymore Warzone because it's just becoming not as fun. Uh, I didn't want to do Uncharted without you, John. So I popped in Horizon Zero Dawn, and I played it for about two hours, and I texted the group and said, you guys are jerks because I'm going to love this game. And I didn't realize that, I mean, first of all, like, you know, Alloy's hair as a six-year-old, what what the hell is that? Yeah, her little red hair rat tail mohawk thing i'm not sure what in the hell is going on there she reminds me of the mother and married with children yeah i can see that i can see that (laughs) uh but whenever she becomes uh you know 18 19 i i i i got got a thing for reddish head so i'm gonna keep playing he had to pop in genshin impact real quick to get the uh to finish that to finish that one off well you know but you know (laughs) enough about me what about you kev (laughs) no but hold on before we get to our resident redhead andrew what do you like like about the game either story gameplay wise any of that stuff like how how do you like it after two hours i mean i I know it's a relatively small sample size as to what the game actually is but first impressions i like the impression of it um i do like the uh the the motions of the button mapping um the the switching back and forth between the the melee and the ranged weapons along with the coinciding buttons that will vary depending on if you have a ranged or uh melee weapon and that that's perfect you know displaying of having the proper like overlapping of buttons for multiple uses uh the the movement's fairly smooth. It very much reminds me of Witcher 3. It reminds me of uh, a little bit of like open world Legend of Zelda because it has that open world, because it has that, you know, reach these che- check marks, figure out these side quests, do this main story, but then you can also upgrade and just do your own thing while you're th- going through it. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's good. Kevy, I know, has been tra- traveling a lot, so. Have you had any time to play since our last episode there? He's getting his wings. I am not getting my wings. I would never fly a plane. Uh, but uh, I've actually been all across the board. Not across, not just all across the United States, but I've been all across uh, gaming. So since we last recorded, uh, I finally, for, for those who are interested and keep track, uh, I beat Final Fantasy VI and I started Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I'm actually playing it on Xbox One. And... Andrew, I don't, I don't know if you remember Final Fantasy VII. I'm sure you do, but yes, sir. Have you ever played the upgraded, quote unquote, version for the PC, Steam version, or the Xbox One version? Um, uh, I don't believe that I have. 
The reason why I ask is they upgraded, I would say, the characters, uh, and they did that by giving them mouths now. Whenever yeah, it's 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 really weird because <laughs> it's just like a single line, but it's very weird. Cloud's always frowning because that's his emo character style. Um, but it's also the characters are much more vibrant. They didn't do anything with the background because those are all like pre-rendered. And then the one thing that irks me, so they still have the the square hands, right? Oh God! Except the boxing gloves. Yeah, except Barrett has this little dookie hanging on the side that's supposed to be his thumb, and no one else has the thumb. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they were like, let's just throw that on there. That's his trigger finger. It, he has a he has a gun for a hand. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, so. I've also been playing, uh, still playing some West of Dead, still having fun with that. That's that uh, Western shooter. Um, and then me, me, me and Andrew actually played some Castle Crashers. I, uh, I, I texted him and I was like, hey man, I need some help getting some of these achievements. You mind uh, moseying on over and we can knock a few of these out real quick so I can delete this game from my hard drive and move on to the next one? Thanks for the invite, guys. You don't have an Xbox. Get out of here. Mr. I only play PS5. I'm sorry, PS4. We would have invited you, though, if you had an Xbox. Hopefully we can get you an Xbox soon. Me and my wife also were playing Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, the original PS2 game. They rem- they, they came out and they they remastered it for Dude. Xbox One, PS4. I only ever played the second one. Yeah, Baldur's Gate's good. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so me and my wife were playing that. She actually bought Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 for the Switch. Uh, and was playing that at work, and I was giving her shit because it took her like three days to get past the tutorial, and that's solely because of how busy work was, but I just kept on calling her trash. I was like, the tutorial's like half an hour. What's taking you so damn long? That's pretty much what I've been playing. And it, it's been Sounds a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, yeah, Like it's I, I try and have quite a few games going at the same time. Not too many. I need, I need one where I can just like sit down and play, and it takes a little bit, like half an hour. That's the West of the Dead one. Got something for me and my wife. Got the the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Final Fantasy VII, of course, continuing this Final Fantasy grind to beat all the main series through uh, an entire year. You know, it's a nice little sprinkling of different variety of games. Speaking, I know I talked about Castle Crashers and, and speaking of the achievements, that's actually what today's episode is mainly going to focus on, is not just, you know, the PS4 trophies, or the Xbox uh, achievements. Uh, we're actually going to be just talking about what we think are what you know what we're proud of in, in our gaming moments. You know, for the thirty years we've been playing games, and they range from you know beating super hard bosses to actually getting achievements or trophies that we're super proud of. So, uh, Andrew, why don't you tell us a story of one of your gaming moments that you're most proud of? So, growing up, a lot of what we played in the neighborhood is we played a lot of different Xbox. You know, Halo was always a big one. We're going from Halo 1 all the way up to Halo 3, doing a lot of LAN parties, do multiplayer and whatnot. But recently, Kevin and I went back, I'd say recently, within the last two years or so, uh, Kevin and I went back and played the Halo Master Chief Collection. And we played... Halo 1 through Halo 4, in order, on Legendary, 
busting out all sorts of uh, achievements, snipes, you know, getting the skulls, uh, a few of the lasso tournaments with the, you know, legendary all skulls on. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> That's the one, one of the last, like we, we to, now before you guys are, you know, claiming us as gaming gods, we beat one level with the lasso skulls on. And just in case anyone was kind of like, what the hell is lasso? Uh, we did Halo one, uh, lasso skulls, which stands for, as Andrew said, legendary all skulls on. And some of these skulls are super ridiculous. So, uh, I know for a fact, like one of them is like bigger grenade explosions, uh, two times explosions, uh, enemies have bigger health. Um, you wasn't one of them where you had to melee to get to your shield back? shield and health back. Um, blind, which was, uh, no HUD. Yeah. Uh, the black a heads up display. The black guy was the one we were talking about where we had a melee. Um, so there were, they got eye patch, which was auto aim was disabled for all weapons. I mean, you, you can always have the fun ones like the grunt birthday party. You shoot a grunt in the head, the head explodes, you hear confetti and you hear kids go, yay! Covenant weapons cannot pick up or use covenant weapons. I think the worst one, one though. Half, half ammo? Yes. Where every time you shot, it used up two of your bullets and it only counted as one bullet whenever you hit somebody. So that one was definitely the hardest, like out of all of those, I think that one was the worst one, but that was definitely Definitely one of my achievements as well is is that lasso. Just that one level. I can. There's an achievement for beating the entire game with that setting on. One day, all right, when we're actually in the retirement home and we are actual geriatrics, just not you know a few years away from being geriatrics. Well, we might go to that if our hands don't shake too much. It'll be the remastered, remastered, remastered collection. Hey, I'm fine with that. Me too. <laughs> John, what about you? Ooh, um, all right, so I'll, I'll start with one here going back, God, almost 20 years. Um, I was really big into racing games um, earlier on in my gaming career. Um, I really loved the Gran Turismo series. So when Gran Turismo 2 came out, um, I was totally psyched because I, I really enjoyed the first Gran Turismo um, the fastest car that you can get in Gran Turismo 2 is the Pikes Peak Escudo, which is the 989-something uh, horsepower car. And in, in the game, it's just absolutely broken. You have to do so many races um, and, and unlock some cars and do some things within that game to unlock that uh, car. Um, and then once you get it, it's, it's pretty much game over on a, almost any race that you're in because the horsepower is ridiculous. The top speed is like, if I remember correctly, I think it's 198, something like that. And then there is another car in the game that has like a thousand horsepower, but it's, uh, it's top speed. No, the Pike Speed Excudo is 208 top speed. And then this other car that's a thousand top speed is like 198. So if you're on a straightaway, you might go faster, but you're going to top out sooner with that car. But the Pice Peak Excudo uh, looked cool. It was like this red dirt rally car. Um, absolutely fun. Just breaks the game once you have it, and you can beat any race um, with that. So that was pretty fun to finally unlock that car in the game and then uh, 
race around with it, especially on like high speed ring or the different like uh, speedways within that. All fun stuff. So Gran Turismo 2 for me, man. Now, John. Yes, sir. Are you are you more of a realistic like car sim kind of racer? Are you kind of like in the middle where like needs for speed underground or are you kind of like the Mario Kart guy? Dude, I spent way too much time in Need for Speed Underground 1 and 2. I absolutely love those games. Uh, Mario Kart and like that Crash Bandicoot racing, that type of stuff was never really my jam. Like I was That more, was mine. Yeah, like I, I know Andrew played it and, and you and I played together a few times with that. Like it was never really my thing. I liked more of the actual car racing so yeah need for speeds were definitely my thing gran turismo um no i i remember playing a shitload of need for speed underground yeah and the first one was good second one was even better i absolutely love the second one i'm gonna i'm gonna admit to something here all right so my my first car uh got wrecked uh and i had to buy another car so, I was playing a shitload of Need for Speed Underground, and if anyone knows about this game, I'm just going to say the next car I bought was a Hyundai Tiburon that may or may not have been in the game, and that may or may not have been why I bought the car. Just saying, all right, I couldn't afford it as a kid, but god damn it, I was like... It certainly wasn't because of the back seat room, because that thing had no room. I don't care, man. I had a bitch on the right, all right? And sometimes it was you. <laughs> and me or Sean in the back. <laughs> you guys were just like head touching the ceiling. I don't care. Oh, my right? God. Our, our, our knees are to our chest. Our heads touching the ceiling. We're Nobody was in the in back there. seat for Knee Speed Underground, okay? it didn't. I didn't read those reviews, okay? I was just looking like, what's... What's a 20k undercar Need for Speed that I can soup up, please, and thank you? That I can get bitches with. Yeah. God. Yeah, that's uh Yeah, t- Tibbies were not meant for <laughs> backseat passengers. <laughs> I don't think I ever told anyone that story. And now ones of tens of people are listening to it. It's insane. And uh we appreciate all of you guys do listening. Uh Andrew, anything uh any, what else you got there, man? I know you you've been gaming for so long. You've got to have some some achievements just you, you, Yeah, I think so, you spent- I mean, I'm I'm not the same as you though. Like I, I don't do the uh, achievement points. I don't do the achievement score or like John. John does the trophies in PlayStation. You do the achievement. It doesn't score have to be achievements. It, it just- no, no, no. But like that's where that's where I'm different. I'm different, different. So I actually like. I mean, I, there. I just realized like going through like trying to prep for this. I went through and looked at a lot of different games, and I realized there are so many, so many that I have not like completed or gotten to like a full like 1000 gamer points or gamer score for or um, ever played <laughs> got him just you know, kick, kick me on down yes that's what you call played. a headshot i have an entire i have an entire like bookshelf up here of shit that i have not played yet but i mean there a lot of the games that i have played I, like i have played for fun and played you know for amusement and i have gotten achievements in that are of my own personal factor. And like one of my proudest things like is like a lot of I played a lot of multiplayer games. And like I mentioned the Halo and whatnot, but like a lot of games, like whenever I finally started getting into Call of Duty with Call of Duty 4 on, I 
you can come, you can at me later, but I didn't do the campaign. I, I, I basically almost always did the multiplayer. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? That's where all the achievements were, man. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I had zero out of a thousand achievements on a lot of them. But when I played, when I played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, when I tell you I was so excited whenever I finally got my first nuke in multiplayer, oh man, like I, I was on cloud nine and it, it was something that was so difficult to achieve the first time. But once I did, uh-huh, you know, yeah, I just kept getting it. Andrew made fun of me for when I bought Modern Warfare 2 back when I actually had an Xbox 360. I had gotten it and then was playing the campaign for like a week. He's like, dude, how come you're still a level one on multiplayer? And I was like, because I'm playing the story. He's like, bro, no one plays the story. <laughs> no one plays the story? And by no one, he means him. Yeah. <laughs> Just him. Nobody important. Yeah, he's the only person who's never played. Dude, it's, Modern Warfare has some great story moments, man. Like, dude, that was it. And there are some of them. Like, and Modern Warfare I, 2, I, cliffhanger, dude. Like, best, best level. Best level. I'm just going to go ahead and cross nukes and MW2 online for mine as well, because uh, I'm right there with Andrew that getting the 25 kills in a row without dying. Choo boy. I remember my first one was the airport level. First one. Oh, yeah. Now, I am not nearly as good at Call of Duty because uh, I have spent so much time already shitting on Warzone in the course of this podcast. But I, I joined Modern Warfare 2 very late. When I say very late, I mean it was about a month and a half before Black Ops came out, the first Black Ops. But I can remember, I never got a nuke because I'm not that good, um, but the first time I ever got Harriers, which is like a seven kill streak thing, but like yes. seven kills. But for me, someone who doesn't play multiplayer and never played a Call of Duty game, Modern Warfare 2 is my first Call of Duty game and actually my first multiplayer online shooter because I didn't have an Xbox, I never played Halo um, but the first time that I got Harriers, I was actually quite proud of myself because it was like one of the only matches that I maybe had <laughs> positive KDR. But the first time getting Harriers was was fun for me. Well, I mean, that's that's awesome, because especially if you come into a match or a game that people have already been playing for nearly a year yes. and you actually are able to have enough uh, uh, enough built up skill that you can then achieve an accomplishment like that. That that's awesome. Because honestly that that was stepping stone. If you had gotten that earlier on or if you had played a little longer because a harrier was a stepping stone for me to get the nuke every time. Yeah. It was harrier AC130 nuke. So a tangent within a tangent here I guess. I for me personally I have found, with it, specifically speaking within the Call of Duty franchise, I have found the Black Ops games to be easier. Now, someone, you can add me later, which company makes the Black Ops games? Is that Treyarch or is that Infinity War? So it's, 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 it's going around. I think um, it's Treyarch. Infinity yeah. War was... Treyarch. Treyarch is doing the Black Ops ones, and then Infinity Ward does the Modern Warfare ones. We are a video game podcast. We should know this. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, I will say that I have had an easier time playing the Black Ops games. The The newest one, it's not really even that new anymore, but Cold War, I have found to be 
the easiest game in the Call of Duty verse that I have played for me personally. And it is the only game that I have a positive KDR in. Um, and I was actually quite proud of myself for, for keeping a 1-2-5 KDR in, the, in that game. Um, I, I had fun while I was playing it, but my hard drive just needed that 130 gigs worth of space to play other great games. So <laughs> that's why it's no no longer in my hard drive. But having a positive KDR felt really good, and it wasn't from camping. I was like, I am an SMG user. When I play Call of Duty, I like to be up in your face. Um, Andrew can attest to this. When I play Call of Duty, I'm the guy that tries to find all the campers. I don't care if I die 14 times in a row, but damn it, you will die eventually because I'm. you're going to run out of because grenades. Because John will die, I'll see where the bullets come from, and I'll <laughs> snipe them from a distance. They're dead, man. They're dead eventually. Matters. But yeah, I hate campers. Um, John's going 2 and 14. I got the camper, though, guys. Yes, pretty him. much. <laughs> That's his achievement. That is my achievement. Yes, there we go. Not the KDR, but I got that guy camping. Yep. It took me seven times. That hey. camper got eight more kills because of me, but boy, howdy, did he get out of that corner. But he didn't get that nuke. <laughs> that some bitch didn't get that nuke. Do you guys remember the Harriers when they would drop the bombs and you would hear that? Yep. But they wouldn't die. Was that not the most frustrating goddamn thing ever? Yes. You just hear... And no one's dying. You get like plus 20 because you got one kill and you had like eight tick marks. Man. And you start getting assists. And it's like, really? <laughs> you could you could have just died from what, you know, uh, that massive air raid that came He was in. probably going to die from sepsis later on, but it wouldn't give it to you. Jesus. It's the worst. I think that's the most positive we talked about Call of Duty on this podcast you guys are welcome we had we had a whole bunch of stuff in the comments saying um you guys you guys hate call of duty and i play call of duty all the time it's awesome we have no comments i, I it was andrew on eight burner accounts just going you guys should play warzone with andrew he wants he wants company that was the that was the comments i was told that was confidential <laughs> <laughs> need, to, need to need to look into that Apple. <laughs> Every username was like Chazokim01 and then Chazokim02, so we kind of figured it out after the fifth but one. But it's not Chazokim, so it, it, you shouldn't know that it's me, yeah. or you should just think that it's someone else. Anyway, we're done with Call anyway. of Duty. I think we're done no, with we're Call of Duty. No, we're not. We're not done with Call of Duty. You know, because, you know, I... I I will edit this, this is out. My, this, this is my livelihood. <laughs> you don't uh, knock out my livelihood. No, but John talked about how he's he was able to actually get a positive KDR kill-death ratio in call of duty cold war yeah and like i i'm i'm pretty proud of the fact that i have a positive kdr in Warzone. i got that but not only positive kdr you were at one and you were at 1.5 or might still be i haven't played Warzone with you in like eight months because i've been playing better games but um just 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 moving all around that <laughs> i'm not getting better but i'm not getting worse and i'm thankful for that but yeah like I, I, I'm proud of that, and and most of my other Call of Duty games that I played, like I feel like I'm happy that I have evolved in my strategy and my gameplay to be able to not be a camper, but to strategically move around the map in a way that I can still come out with a positive KDR. And to me, that's something. It's not camping if you're guarding an area. <laughs> 
I'm just trying to pee. But on to a, what I would say, better, uh, which it's really not. It's definitely aged, but it is what I would consider the grandfather of first-person shooters. My, one of my personal gaming achievements, getting all the cheats for 007 Goldeneye on the N64. That's right. I don't even, I didn't get this until, like, four years ago. No, three years ago. I was injured from work. So I was off work for some time, and Mr. Sean, as we all know and love, would come over to my house every weekend, and we would just tackle these games that we never beat, or just stuff that we really enjoyed, and he would, like, it was the, it was the greatest time, like, it, it helped a lot during this, this time where I couldn't do much of anything because of how injured I was, but we eventually got all the achievements for GoldenEye. And if you haven't played GoldenEye for the N64, it's probably too late. It's it, it aged horribly. The controller is terrible. The, the controls itself are just abysmal. But to go through and to get all these things that I could that I thought were literally impossible as a kid. Invincibility. Getting the invincibility cheat or, or, or unlock. You have to beat, uh, was it the bunker in 58 seconds? Uh... Bunker 2, so Bunker 1 was 4 minutes, Bunker 2 was minute 30. Uh, I know I know the one we thought was literally impossible was the second level facility. You had to beat that double O agent, which was the hardest difficulty, 2 minutes and 5 seconds. What? <laughs> like, there's, so every time, so if you never played it, there's agent, secret agent, double O agent, and if you beat everything, there's a fourth, like, custom unlock i can't remember what that was called it's basically like easy medium hard extra hard yeah so every time you up the difficulty it would have more objectives for you to do and in order to get the unlock for facility you had to have you had to worry about rng worrying about if the scientist at the end was at the right spot because you only had enough time to talk to one scientist and if he didn't have the key card you were screwed so you had to go, and he was at the very end of the level. Like I'm talking, like he was in the the minute thirty mark. So you had to go yep. through and go through the level again, not die, and just complete it. And me and Mister Sean finally did it, and it was it was amazing. Like I, I just can't it I can't describe exactly how good it felt to finally get a perfect save file for Goldeneye. But Mister Sean, if you're listening to this. You're the true hero. I thank you for your help with that. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) What's next on the gaming achievements for you two? Anyone want to speak up? Johnny, you got anything? Uh, Let's see. So this, I didn't get a trophy or anything, but this is just more of a, uh, it's kind of a two-parter here. So hold on to your butts. It's a bumpy ride. Um. This was more of just like a collective gaming experience and being able to be present for something, uh, but also be able to kind of have my own part in it. So when I was in college, um, a big game that we played in the dorms was Tekken Tag Tournament, and we were using my PlayStation 2, and another guy had brought the uh, controller adapter where you could hook up four controllers and do the local like four-player multiplayer. And with Tekken Tag Tournament, you had the ability to, like, you know, it'd be two people versus two people, and you could swap out who your tag partner was. 
Um, and my like two favorite characters in that game um, were Yoshimitsu, who is also a, a character in Soul Calibur, and he's freaking awesome. Uh, and then Eddie Gordo, who is the the Brazilian guy who does the capoeira, which there's already people groaning and are going to at me and put stuff in the comments like, oh, you only use Eddie because you can butt mash. No, I took the time to learn all of Eddie Gordo's special moves. Um, Kudos to you, because there's a... You have to really get some like right times. Oh, dude, yeah. There's a selection for his combos. Yes, yes. And what was great about that game is you had a practice arena where you can actually go through and practice all the different uh, moves, and you could practice moves from uh, like your grabs and then your kicks and those types of things. So I took the time to learn um, the timing and the button presses for like Eddie's like most powerful move, which was like an eighty percent damage move. And I was able to do it during a match once and landed it perfectly after I had already hit a guy. So I KO'd him in, in two hits and like it was the end of the tag match. And that was just like the, one of the coolest things. And then so those guys wanted a rematch against me and my partner. Clifton, if you are listening to this, that's awesome. What's up? Um, Clifton's guy was King, who was the wrestler with the tiger face. You guys know who I'm talking about in Tekken? And so Clifton, like me with Eddie, had decided he was going to learn all of King's movesets. And there is a combo that King does. If you hit all of the buttons in this like long 50-button sequence, you just repeatedly do wrestling moves. You do like a suplex, pick the guy up, do a power bomb, pick the guy up, do a choke slam. Like you do all of these moves and it's like a beyond 100% KO. So this is the match right after the one where I just landed my Eddie Goro special move. They're like, all right, guys, let's do a rematch. And so I was like, Cliff, you didn't get in on this match. Why don't you start us off? Clifton hits this perfect combo. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) With King. And these guys just absolutely rage quit. And it was just like one of the most proudest moments I had in gaming where I landed an awesome combo, my partner had landed an awesome combo, and like nobody wanted to touch us the rest of the night. It was awesome. So like, a, it wasn't a trophy or anything like that, but it was just being able to to do something in game and then witness something else that was just really cool. So Tekken Tag Tournament, one of my favorite fighting games. Um, yeah. But before before Andrew goes to another one, speaking of like gaming achievements, and I, I, I'm fairly sure anyone who has even, I don't know, played a fighting game has probably seen this, but I wanted to make sure that you've seen this, John. Have you seen, uh, I think it was uh, Street Fighter 2, the tournament where I think it was Chun-Li and something else. It was a, I'm talking like finals. This is the last match. It's a room full of like 200, 300 people watching this fight live and Chun-Li has a like is on red flashing health and she does like no I'm sorry Chun-Li was the one doing it she does one of her like super moves or whatever with the the kicks yeah and I think it was right I think they were like trying to beat Ryu Ryu was down to his last sliver of health does like 15 perfect blocks and then counters and then wins Dang. In front of this crowd, have you ever seen this video? It is no. mind blowing. I'm gonna have to put it in the Discord. It is 
the most amazing thing. Like, I'm so glad because this was like you can tell from the footage, this was probably done on a flip phone. Like this was before everything was recorded and all that. I'm so glad this was recorded. I've watched that video. I'm not even a huge fighting game fan, and I've watched that video hundreds of times, and it just gives me chills thinking because the pressure is on. Like you have all yeah. these people watching. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking frame perfect blocks. Because if you block in Street Fighter and it's not frame perfect, you still take some damage. Right. He was so low that if he didn't perfect block one of these, he would have died. So he's doing, and it's not just like block, 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 stand. No, he had to like block. Yeah. High block, squat, low block, block middle yeah. block. Oh my, yeah. oh my God. I cannot wait for you to watch this video. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> God, man. I wish that was my gaming achievement. No, mine pale in comparison to this. Uh, Andrew, please. Top that one. I know you got something. I I, I can't top that. Uh, I mean, there wasn't many times that I was in something like a tournament, though, but I'm, I'm sure I probably mentioned it before that uh, years ago, me, Kevin, and Mr. Sean went to a local gaming store, and we played a Halo 2 tournament. You know, Kevin and I played in duos, and uh sean even played like we all played in solos as well I believe we and shared this story where sean loses to a five-year-old <laughs> previous topic previous episode this is a different part so when it when it came up to my time like i usually like i i i have difficulties performing under pressure but that's what she said well but whenever i actually you know started playing i was playing this kid that was a little younger than me and I felt like I was gonna get my butt kicked, and I'm like that. that I, I I could feel myself. I was anxious. I I could feel my heart racing. I wasn't focusing. I was making rookie mistakes, and I was down. I think five one, and we were going to ten or twelve, and I came back. When, oh, when I tell you I came back, I was like like I went into like Zen mode, focus mode. And I came back and I, I I beat him, and I was so proud of myself. Like when when I when I tell you that like I knew Kevin went on, I I knew Sean was gonna go on to the next match, and I'm like I can't be the one to lose right now. And whenever I came back, I I was just so happy that that was a crowning achievement for myself because I am an introvert. This whole podcast is different, weird for me. So whenever I'm playing in a tournament and I'm in front of people. That's 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 hard for me. I get anxiety. But I pulled through on this. And I was it, it was a crowning achievement for myself. I I miss those like I I don't have time to invest in first person shooters anymore and that's something I firmly believe like you in order to be good at them you have to have time invested into those and I don't yeah. I don't have those time I don't have that time anymore like and I can't play first person shooters anymore and not be good cuz I just get very angry. So I just, I, I'll dabble at them, but I remember summers wasted, not wasted. I mean, they were amazing summers. I was just playing Halo all freaking summer long, man. Even, even during school, it was like, well, I guess I'll just fail so I can play Halo. Those were, those were the days, man. <laughs> not a care in the world. Oh, just, you know, those game crazy Beating the next level. I know I haven't talked too many about uh, like actual achievements, like on Xbox, but one I'm very very proud of was a little game well let me rephrase a little box that came with five games that was called the orange box oh the orange box this came with half-life half-life episode one 
Half-Life Episode 2, Team Fortress, Portal, and Team Fortress 2. And it had a cumulative 99 achievements for 1,000 achievement points. And you had to be good at every single one of those damn games. And I spent, I think, six months grinding the orange box. Mostly Team Fortress 2. I think there was one where you had to get like 1,000 kills. You had to get wins on all kinds of maps. Uh, you had to carry around a gnome in, I think, episode two for like a majority of the game. Just so many random achievements. And I finally, finally did it. So you can look me up, Almighty Drizzle, on Xbox, and you will see a perfect 1,000 out of 1,000 on the orange box. And I almost forgot about that game and how much time I spent playing. <laughs> I had fun. Like... I tried Team Fortress, and I couldn't get into it. It's a very um, niche kind of game. It, yes, but I, I played the hell out of Portal until I beat it. Portal was a lot of fun, yeah. And some of the achievements on that, I can't remember. I think there were some really weird ones. Like, I knew you had to beat the advanced maps. I think the challenges is what I got hung, I got hung up on for Portal. Uh, but definitely uh, Team Fortress 2 was was the grind. It was It was many hours. And it was one of those games where it was like, I can't leave it for a later date because this is online. I've got to play it now while people are playing the game before it's too late. And uh, I hate those achievements. I really do. I wish they would just keep achievements from being online just for completionist's sake. But no, they, they got to torture my soul. It's the worst. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because I knew exactly what you were going to say as soon as you said it was a box with five games because <laughs> um, the four or five months that I worked at GameStop um, was back in 2007. I mentioned this previously uh, a couple episodes, but um, no game was sold more or was asked about in my time at, at GameStop than the orange box. Like that was... And this was when Halo 3 came out. This was when the first Uncharted came out. First Assassin's Creed, like Orange Box was like tippy top of everybody's lists on what was uh, being asked for. Um, And it was cool. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's like a hodgepodge of games all thrown together. To be fair, though, those hodgepodge of games were top rated that year. Like even... Yeah, even Team Fortress, like for being a very niche online game, was still very well rated. And Portal, I mean, hell, you couldn't go through that year, even like two years after the game came out, without hearing the fucking song. Yeah, like Aperture Science. And trust me, it was on my YouTube playlist. All right, I listened to that damn song. I probably still got it stuck in my head. Like I, I have nightmares about it. But it, it's a great game, Half Life One. Uh, I'm sorry, Half-Life 2, Half-Life Episode 1, Half-Life Episode uh, 1 and 2, I'm sorry. Great games. My boss actually um, had to take me into the back room. and He didn't yell at me, but he uh, he told me. Um, <laughs> so Okay, so he, he, here's the story. We had a guy come in to the, to the GameStop that I was working at. I was like, hey, um, you guys have Orange Box, right? And we're like, yeah. He's like, do you guys, uh, you guys have any used copies? And I just like laughed at him. <laughs> because I was like, bro, this is the hottest ticket on the market, man. You're like, they'd be like Charlie going to like, hey, is there any used golden tickets to get into Willy Wonka's factory? <laughs> like, 
And so this guy, he, he got mad and he walked out of the store. My boss was like, John, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, boss, you know we have no used copies. He's like, well, that's not the point. You could have gotten him to buy something else. And I'm like, he wanted Orange Box. We don't have any that are used. And like at the time, the difference of cost was like five bucks, seven bucks. It wasn't that much or whatever. Like go go cut someone's lawn, come back in a in an hour. Like now, did you have new copies? That's the question. Yes, and I tried to sell him a new copy. He wanted a used one. <laughs> no, you didn't. You laughed at him. You said, "Get the fuck out of my store, you you pleb." God, <laughs> you weren't trying to sell him nothing. That's why your boss took you in the back. It's like John. We're GameStop. We need, you know. Yeah, well, and that was the thing. <laughs> you just it was picked like, up a new copy and started, like, touching it gently. Like, what if I was to tear the label? Yeah. What if I was to crack the He's, seal? You would like that, wouldn't he you? He was like, you could have. But no, it's all new. <laughs> and that's rich. GameStop selling new copies. Didn't you guys, like, open all the shit and put them in, like, little drawers anyway? You guys didn't sell new copies. You guys sold unowned copies. And pre-owned copies. You didn't sell new copies. No, there there were some Certified new copies. There, there were new copies. No, um, yeah, my, my boss was more or less like, well, you could have sold them on a gift card. You could have got them a controller or a subscription to, because at the time, Game Informer magazine, which I think you can still get at GameStop with this yearly it's subscription. It's only online, though. They don't yeah. do that. I don't, no, no, they still do the paper ones, I think. Another tangent within a tangent. That would be a fun episode is, did you guys ever read Game? We'll, we'll talk about this. I just want to see how you guys feel now. Dude, the best are- the best Game Informer article, in my opinion, of all time is the one labeled Every RPG Ever. Cracks me up because <laughs> it is so freaking true. <laughs> we'll talk about that post this episode, but we'll, we'll have it in a future episode, guaranteed, because I loved some gaming magazines. Yeah. How about, how about achievements that we have not gotten that are either too hard or just too time consuming <laughs> just look at my achievement score <laughs> there's there's a plethora of games that's it's an entire library of games that i have not beaten or played i couldn't access the single player to modern warfare 2 for some reason i still have a zero out of a thousand even though i have 15 days worth of time on it you had to uninstall it just to make room for Warzone. no like so an example for me and this is uh Again, a game series that Kevin and I absolutely uh, are fanboys over. Metal Gear Solid. Um, specifically, Metal Gear Solid 4. There's there's an achievement. It's the, it's the Platinum Trophy that's called the Legendary Hero. You need to spend so much time within the world of this game to unlock all the different emblems and stuff for the guns. And then to unlock this particular trophy for Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, you need to play on the hardest difficulty you need to not ever be spotted you need to never kill anybody you need to never use a health pack or in in the game they're called rations and you have to do all of this in under five hours and i know that there are guys who have done it but it is like the hardest thing that i ever attempted it's like something that only one percent of people who have beaten that game have ever gotten and i am not in that one percent that is a trophy I am I've just let go. <laughs> never going back to try that thing. I know uh I'll never play Final Fantasy Eleven. Uh speaking of my Final Fantasy grind, I'll never play Final Fantasy Eleven. And it's not because it's an MMO, but it's because of the achievement list. 
when the game first came out, I was like, all right, I might want to try this out. And then I looked at the achievement list and the achievement list was like getting max level, all the achievements, every single one of the achievements was getting max level for each one of the classes. And I think it was an astrological amount of time to get the max level on Final Fantasy XI. It was like days. Because I remember the um, the cap was 80, level 80. But it was like, I think someone did the math. Uh, it's just me reaching at it, just grabbing something out of my ass. I think it was like 10 days of game time you had to play. Like actual, like 240 hours for one achievement. And you had to do this like 12 times to get the, the thousand of a thousand. And I never played it because of that. And I was like, there's no, there's no way. Level 75. Bard, level 75, Beastmaster, Black Mage, Blue Mage, Corsair, Dark Knight, Dragoon, Monk, Ninja, Paladin, Puppet Master, Ranger, Red Mage, Samurai, Summoner, Thief, etc. Yep. Nope. Never played it. So while on the subject of Metal Gear Solid 4, I'm bringing it back around to that, there was kind of uh, an in-game achievement, or should I say ability that one could unlock within MGO, the online thing, when they finally introduced that you could have the cardboard box and th- yes. and then you could level it up to do special attacks with the cardboard box. It, Andrew and I would go into lobbies that were just set up on a map and you're, the only equipable item was the cardboard box because to, to get the final ability, which is uh, you could equip the box, and then you literally just bowl people over <laughs> while inside the box. Do you remember what the time was? I think you had to spend like up to 15 hours or something just actually in the box. In the box. Like yeah. without doing anything. It's something, yeah, something crazy. And it's all accumulative, like as you're going through the story or anything like that. Yeah. You just sit. In the box. You would have that asshole that would come into your game lobby and would just like bump into you. And whenever you got bumped into, your box would unequip. And then you wouldn't, you know, so many people would just get into this lobby, equip the box, and go like about life and come back within 15 hours or whatever it was. And they'd be so mad because they find that the box hadn't been equipped the whole time. I know because it happened to me a couple of times. But yeah, the, the ability to unlock that box and then to run around the map with it on and just bowl people over was absolutely satisfying. Very fun. I'm really surprised you guys didn't have like an MGO greatest achievement. Uh, I mean, we talked about it on our top 10 um, video game moments back in episode one. Making someone quit. I don't think. Andrew and I made a guy quit. <laughs> it's cyberbullying. That's, that's about all it was. Uh, well, we, we don't really know if he quit. We just know that we got blocked. We absolutely got that blocked. That dude never was back on or he changed his name or whatever. But, you know, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. <laughs> he was just trying to play, man. <laughs> Andrew, do you have, well, you don't even care about achievements, but do you have anything like any game that you kind of want to complete 100%, but there's something like holding you back from it? I mean, there's a lot of games that I know that I haven't completed 100%, but that's that's okay with me. I, it's, it's weird. Like if I beat it or I have a bad habit, a very bad habit of getting like very far into it. Final Fantasy 1. And then just kind of losing interest. And then go to the next thing. It's a very ADHD thing. And uh, yes, well, you know, that I don't want to do the grind. I don't want to actually build the grind of 
preparing for the final dungeon even further because I tried it and died twice. But uh, I there, there's a lot of games that I like I have beaten that were very retro, very old. Like I I beat Zelda two on the NES when it was still in like as an NES game. Like that that find that a, as an accomplishment because most people saw that it was different than the first one. It was like what's this? No, it's weird. I don't want to play this. Amazing music, by the way. Zelda 2 has... It was good. That is that is a great Zelda game. But, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like Nintendo and Sega games that I played, too. Like Landstalker, Beyond Oasis, Fairy Tail, you know, Shining Force 1, 2, Shining in the Darkness. Like, all, like a lot of the original Pokemon games. Red, blue, yellow. Like, there's a lot of things that I did play, and I played to good completion, and I felt very fulfilled afterwards. And, I mean, there's even more RPG games, of course, that I, like, thoroughly enjoyed off the Sega CD. Dark Wizard, Lunar, uh, I mean, even Crusader of Senti for the Sega Genesis. They're all fun games that, you know, I completed, and I completed the best of my ability. Oh, I mean, getting all the masks in Majora's Mask, that was fun. Getting that, like, deity mask, you know, I did that. You proud of that? That was fun. I am. And you did it. You I did mean, it without a guide, right? I mean, that was back whenever we had no guides. We had no internet. <laughs> yeah, they had the prima guides, man. Don't I had? I mean, we did have. The, we had the game informers and the, you know all those kind of guys. But you know, my dad would call them cheat guides. He wouldn't allow me to t- go out and spend fifteen bucks for it. He's like, you know, there's no reason in that. But I mean, that that's that's kind of how everything worked for me. Like, I mean, you know, of course, I've got more multiplayer shoot them up game achievements, but you probably don't want to hear about those. Now here's, here's one that I'm, um, I can't believe it didn't get brought up. I know we brought it up in gaming moments, but I figured you would bring it up because it's, it was a very important part of our childhood was beating Lion King, my dude. Like yes. this, this was the time where On Sega Genesis games were made to be super difficult because they, it was the time of blockbuster and Hollywood video where they didn't want you to beat this game in one weekend they wanted you to um they they put in these really cheap level segments that it was kind of like uh in arcades when they would make it really hard and they would keep soaking in your quarters same thing they just wanted you to keep renting this game renting this game nah nah me and andrew owned this game all right and by own it i mean we didn't purchase it. <laughs> I mean, I sure shit didn't. I was like six. Yeah. I had no money. I was getting like three dollars a week. <laughs> Andrew owned it. I owned it. Got it for Christmas, and then we owned it by completely obliterating that godforsaken game. All right, we got past the stupid auto scroll level of the jumping over giraffes, having to scream at the goddamn monkeys. We got past the auto scroll moment. A lot of older scrolls in this game. That was never the hardest part for me. I never got past the Kuna Matata level where you got to jump the jump off all of those little logs that are falling down the the waterfall. I never could get past that. That that was difficult. It was very uh, Frogger, but it it took it to a 3D level that was a little difficult. Do you guys remember the first level when you turned into adult Simba? Yeah. That was like super hard. It was super long. Because you had to, because they had all the hyenas, because it was the, the skeleton level, right? The boneyard? No, the boneyard was bef- should have been before. Yeah. No, because you, you did the boneyard, and then you had to do the boneyard again as the adult. Well, maybe it was a forest, I don't know. But it, I just remember it being super difficult. John, did you ever beat it? I never went back to it. 
there's some games I have personal vendetta against, and that's another one of my achievements, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, with the damn, all right? Someone actually made a game called, I think it was called like Fuck the Damn or something, and they just made a game where you just play different level, they they modded, like they created their own version of the damn, and it's just different levels of the damn, where it's like different bombs and stuff. So I finally beat that, and the only reason why I beat it was because I had save states. <laughs> but I eventually, I eventually, cheater. hey, uh-uh, I eventually beat it because I, I learned the speedrun for it. It was a glitchless category, I think, but it was very tough to do. And I, like beating that game after so long, because I remember as a kid, I had like four or five NES games, and that was one of them. I can never beat it. So I, I beat this like three years ago. And I was so happy. I was like, this is it. I've done it. I've seen everything this godforsaken game has to offer. And I never want to look at it again. So then I just played it over and over again. Training myself. Trying to like practice all the, the levels and stuff. It was, it was, it was some good times, man. Um, I know I sold my copy to you, Andrew. Did you ever beat the game? <laughs> no. I, I don't know if I even really played it too much. I have tried it. Like I've played it a little bit, but you know. I don't think I've beaten, I've beaten, uh, I've beaten, uh, two, TNMT, two, the arcade game, and three, the hyperbolic heist, but I don't think I've beaten one. Gotta go back and do it, man. Gotta beat the damn. It's a, it's, 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 it's a good game. It's a, it's a very good game. I, I, it's just very, very hard game. And it's for the same reason, as I said before with Lion King, but enough Teenage Mutant Ninja freaking turtles, John. Bring us back in 21st century. I know you got something more recent that you must have done. Uh, let's see. Okay, so all this arcade talk is making me uh, remember a game in a time when Andrew and I were at our local mall in the arcade. Um, hold on to your seats. Really, it, sh- it should be wallets because um, the amount of money spent to finish this game. So, um, fifteen. If which back in two thousand was um a lot of money because I'm sorry my my geriatric ears did not hear that year what was that uh two thousand um so the the game is Time Crisis three I think like in 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 arcades now I think we're up to like Time Crisis I don't know seventeen or whatever um. So we were at our local arcade and we started playing this game, which I had never played before. And Andrew was like, bro, let's check this game out. And I was like, okay. So we get through the first couple levels. We're feeling great. We're feeling frisky. We're killing anything and everything that moves. And we're doing really good. And then we get to part of the level where like the helicopter kind of crashes through the buildings, shooting at you and shit. I die because I am naturally bad at this game. Andrew is, if if you guys remember this game, you had the foot pedal, right? And the foot pedal, you would hit the foot pedal and that would um, kind of take down your shield and you'd be able to shoot. And if you hit the foot pedal, your shield would go up, you could reload, and then you'd get to shoot again. So I died. Andrew's got his foot off the pedal, so his shield is up. He reaches into his wallet to go hand me quarters that I then had to go run over to the change machine. I, I handed you dollars. That you ran over to the change machine to get quarters 
so that we could play because I don't think this was a token. Yeah, one. this was not a tokens game. This was like a legit. I we had to go to the change machine, get quarters, come back. So Andrew had to stay alive for like thirty seconds at a time on his own while I was going to make change because I'd go make change, I'd pop in my quarters, hit continue, and then we'd be playing again. Inevitably, I would die, and then the next round would happen, and this happened. And it got to the point where we're, we could see our story progress. We're on like chapter seven of 10 or whatever. I'm like, bro, are we going to complete this game? He's like, like, hell yeah, we've come too far. He's like, I've wasted all my allowance on this. You damn right. We're beating this game. <laughs> so that was just like two hours of our lives of me running back and forth to this damn change machine. So that we could continue Time Crisis 3. We did beat it. We sat there and watched the whole end credits and all that stuff. And it was a great afternoon. I think that was during the summer, if I remember correctly. But yeah, just hanging out at at the arcade, beating Time Crisis 3. Back when arcades were a thing. And, uh, you know. Now, I want to see the horror movie. That's Andrew is on his last life. (laughs) John's already dead. John's running. Running to the change machine. And there's some kid there with a crumpled up one that's all sweaty from sitting in his back pocket because like, he's been playing. With one corner ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's, and I just see the trailer. He puts it in and it's dun-dun and it just comes back out. And he, he does the, you know, the old, you stretch the dollar, you rub it on the side a little bit, you put it back in and it comes right back out. And John's sitting there sweating. He looks back at Andrew. Hold on, brother. I'm coming. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like continue five, four. And I'm just like, out of my way, fat ass. <laughs> and it and it does the zoom in on Andrew. He's got to wipe the sweat off his brow. Meanwhile, he's he's ducking. He's just he's literally just got the foot pedal pressed down, so he's hiding behind cover. There's bullets going all over him. Oh man, I would watch that movie. If it was in the nineties, of course. Because you had to have like the one In a world where arcades <laughs> used to be a thing. In this suburb town of Salisbury, Maryland, (laughs) two brothers enter an arcade. One of them really good at video games, and the other sucks ass. One of them wasted $15 of his own money to bail his brother out. (laughs) Andrew, was that your... (laughs) Starring Sylvester Stigall and... Did you just say Sylvester Duvall? Who the hell is that? Yes. He was yeah, the, no. That's, he was the nineties actor, obviously. It, it was that eighties, nineties, two thousands actor. Did you just you combine know? Sylvester Stallone, Steven Seagal, and someone else? Weren't weren't they the same person? <laughs> <laughs> they just look completely different and they sound completely different and they look completely different. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, please, Andrew, bring us back, okay? You, you, I'm sorry, bring yourself back, all right? You, you, you embarrass okay, yourself okay, on okay. live radio, please. To, tell to us be fair, he's on his, he, I think you just finished his live radio. his, his six-pack. <laughs> I'm I'm four into six. Uh, but I mean, like, as a broken record, of course, you know, I'm all about the multiplayer. I'm all about, you know, not the campaign of... My first person shooter games. That's why me and John have so many Metal Gear Solid online or Metal Gear Online game yeah. uh, stories. And, you know, Kevin and I have Halo stories. And, like, my Call of Duty, uh, back to Call of Duty. You know, we've played, I played for Modern Warfare 1, 2, 3, 
Uh, Black Ops, one, two, three, four. That's how numbers I work. I was really excited. Ooh, yeah. I was really excited whenever I finally got gold skin, gold gun skins in Black Ops Three. I mean, I went from I went from calling in nukes in Modern Warfare Two to like you know barely calling in the dogs in Black Ops. I was really excited when I did call in the dogs, but you know I, I'm an, I'm an animal lover, but still, you know, whenever I finally got like gold gun skins, that means that that's a lot of headshots just on a single gun that you would you know I couldn't progress through my levels fast enough to then unlock a new gun and oh this one's better so i better start using it but then when i finally got to like black ops 4 i uh i uh had a little unemployment time so i ended up uh getting diamond which is gold gun in and that's every category right every category of a of of a category like assault rifle submachine gun I think I got it in, uh, I might have gotten it in just assault rifle, or maybe assault rifle and submachine gun. See, I wasn't really a submachine gun player like you were, but when I finally got to Modern Warfare, I have a clip of me out there streaming and reaching Damascus with Modern Warfare, where I, I got gold, platinum with every weapon category. Plus shield. <laughs> Plus the combat knife, the riot shields, like... When I tell you, I I I didn't want to play multiplayer after that. I was done playing because it, it didn't have uh, I didn't have an end goal. It's like I had finally like reached the end line, and I didn't know what else to do after that. But yeah, I did it. I can say I you did done it. did it, kid. And everyone can see it too with that 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 skin. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, and if I kill anybody. If I kill anybody in Warzone with one of my guns and I have that skin on, it's just like, ah. oh, this guy has too much time on his hands. That's probably why he killed me. Yeah, now you can just pay ten dollars and get that skin. Right, but uh, I mean, that I think that's all I can really think about for my crazy multiplayer wrap-ups. I know you have a really good uh, achievement story that you, you can tell, Kev. I don't know how many of our listeners care about speedrunning, but speedrunning is a very, very important part of my life. Um, Future episode topic. Stay tuned. It's actually going to be the very next one. Segway. Yeah. Uh, but one of the crowning achievements I had was I'm a very, I'm a very big Legend of Zelda speedrunner. Uh, one of my end goals is to learn every single Legend of Zelda speedrun, including. The CDI horrible renditions, but they're very expensive, and I don't have a lot of time, so I'll get to those eventually. But my crowning achievement in all of gaming, as it stands today, was I got what was known as the sub 30, 80, 90. And when I did it, I was the fourth person in the world to do this. I was The first one to do it was uh, JSR, who's a phenomenal speedrunner. Uh, he is actually doing um, a special. He's actually speedrunning all of the angry video game nerd games that angry video game nerd reviews. He's actually learning those speedruns and speedrunning them. So all the shitty games he's learning the speedrun and speedrunning for. That's that's a lot of fun. Uh, he streams on Twitch, uh, followed by Lack Attack Twenty Four. He is very well known in Zelda, and it's pretty funny because he's actually I, I consider him a better. Mario speedrunner than Zelda speedrunner, but he held every single world record category for Zelda one. 
He was the first one to get sub-28 minutes in Zelda 1. And then it was followed by... He also streams on Twitch. And then it was followed by TrueBlue83, who no longer streams on Twitch. I think uh, he's going through some stuff. But he was the third person. And basically what this category is, it's Zelda 1 on the NES, under 30 minutes. Uh, the category is called Any Percent No Up A. Uh, basically what that means is you can't re- you can't die on purpose. Uh, then you have Zelda 2, uh, 100%, all keys, one credit. And what that means is you have to get every single item, you have to get every single key, and you can only do it, uh, you can't, you have lives in Zelda 2. You can't game over in Zelda 2. You have to beat that under an hour and 20 minutes. And then Zelda 3, category was called any percent, no major glitches. And he had to beat that in under an hour and 30 minutes. And I was the fourth person to ever do this. And this, this was, I think it took me like nine months of almost daily running of these games. And I remember you online quite, quite a bit. Oh man, it. like I, 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 Zelda 1 was definitely the hardest one. And I'll, I'll go into this more like in the following episode because we're going to talk all about speedrunning. If, if you guys enjoy speedrunning, if you don't know anything about speedrunning, Make sure you, if you if you check next week's episode, it's something I, I thoroughly enjoy, and I know John like has plenty of questions about. Oh it. Oh my god, dude! I'm so excited. So, um, Kev, this was one continuous thing, right? Playing them back to back to back. N- no, this or was, this was separately s- separately recorded. This was separately recorded. Okay. There is a category of doing them all three together. Oh um, wow! Yeah, yeah. And wow. <laughs> I I know uh, TGH, I think his name is, he's done a run of it. Um, Cantaloupe Me, he has done a run of it. I have not done it. Uh, eventually, what I want to do is I'm going to run every single main series Zelda game and try and beat them under 24 hours. And all together, with the world record times, it's about 22 hours, so it's a bit of a reach, but... I mean, I'm talking like seven, I think it's 17 Zelda games that I'm trying to, to wow. learn. Yeah, but like I said, that's that's the following episode. So if you guys are interested in anything I'm talking about, if you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, just join us next week. And Hell we're, yeah. we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about backstory speedrunning for me. We're going to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff about speedrunning. And I, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. I know John's super interested in it. I know Andrew's super interested in it. Yeah, man. And I've been doing it for, I think I've been speedrunning for quite a few, I think like four four years now. So I've got a little bit of experience under my belt. There's obviously way more experienced people. If you want to hear my take on it, because it is our podcast. <laughs> but like I said, that's the following episode. But thank you for listening to this episode. And make sure that you guys just keep on hanging out with us. If you want to talk about any of your gaming achievements, please follow us on VGL underscore podcast and just, you know, tweet at us. Tell us what, what, what are your gaming achievements? We would love to hear about them. We want to see how, like, I want you guys to shit on us talking about Andrew. I can't believe you never played Modern Warfare 2. They're going to tell you in the tweets to not talk about, like, not even record another episode until you play MW2 single player. All right. I guarantee that's what's going to happen. Oh, I'm sure I probably already have, and I'm sure I'll get that anyway, but it's okay. Dude, the the second mission, uh, Cliffhanger, is like one of the best, if not the best, story mission yeah, Call of Duty's it's ever very, done. It's very good. It's incredible.
Um, also, thank you, Creative Brain Candy, for, you know, having us part of your group. And of course, make sure, like I said in the very beginning of this uh, episode, you listen to our Canadian friends at Spore, uh, They Die with Kat and Logan. But that pretty much wraps up this episode of Greatest Achievements. And honestly, I hope one day in the future, and sometimes I, I kind of already do look at this podcast as one of my greatest achievements. I don't know about you guys, but. Aww. Thanks, in, we're going to have to post this episode in time for the Oscars, I think. I have no idea when the Oscars are. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Video Game Lounge Podcast. We will catch you all next week. See ya! Wow. You guys good? <laughs> I, I was just imagining some uh, a Canadian like plugging their computer into like a maple tree. <laughs> don't they like don't Canadians have to put in like something else for it's, their it's it's still the same. It's whatever uh whatever browser that they'll use, it still has a different origin, whether it's you know, like slash US slash EU slash JP slash yes. Canada. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if they're in Canada, don't they have to put in, like, dot something else? Editing all this shit out. Oh my no, God. I was... Why? I, I, I thought, I thought is, we were keeping the same. This here, man. <laughs> What's wrong with this, John? Cat this and Logan, the I am so sorry. <laughs> Look, they can go on their podcast. They can talk about how they can go to Canada website and put in their, I don't know... Dot Maple. Yeah, dot Maple, and we're good to go.